mid-season form. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly. Following the season opener with the Atlanta Braves, four to three Nationals and extra innings. A little too much drama for opening day, in my opinion, but it was a good game. We'll start with the score tied at 2-2 two to two in the eighth inning, Dave. Felipe Rivero comes on, my favorite reliever, walk, single, hit by pitch, loads the bases. Uh, Sean Kelly comes on, a little too amped up apparently. Four straight pitches, none of them anywhere near the zone. Walks in to go-ahead run at that point on four pitches, 3-2 to two Atlanta. Not necessarily the debut you wanted from the Nationals. Uh, looks like they're going to be their setup guys from what I've seen from Dusty Baker so far. Felipe Rivero and Sean Kelly both struggled uh, with their command a little bit there. Yeah, you know, it was not uh, not a selling example of quality relief work there. I mean, uh, you know, Rivero had a, had a couple of tough battles there. And Kelly, probably just too much Red Bull in the bullpen, man. He was just overthrowing everything. Um, you know, this is a guy that uh, – that's got borderline elite skills, you know, strikes out, you know, 11 and a half per nine innings and, um, and just went out there today and um, looked like it was the first time he'd ever been in a major league game. So uh, it's tough to handle. It's hard, it's, it's hard to, to want to write these guys off after, um, after one game, you know, everything's magnified on opening day, but yeah, not very, uh, not very confidence inspiring right off the bat there. Hey, Max, Sean Burnett. They got it done though. <laughs> Three to two. They hand Braves hand a 3-2 lead to Jason Grilly coming back from the Achilles injury he suffered last season. He gives up a walk to Jason Worth in the first at bat. Wilson Ramos singles, ground ball to right field. Danny Espinosa comes up, doghouse, tries to get the bunt down. Frustratingly, looks like he's trying to bunt for a hit on the first two attempts, fouls them both off. Manages to get a two-strike bunt down there. Very nicely done. Stephen Drew looking for a sack fly with the bases loaded, no out, called out on strikes on a nice backdoor slider by uh, Grilly that got him there. Michael Taylor up in the next at bat hits a shallow sack fly to center. Jason Worth dead to right at home, but he slides in hard, and uh, A.J. Pruszynski at the plate knocks the ball loose, scores the go-ahead run there, uh, tying run there, I'm sorry, 3-3 three to three at that point. Nationals manage to tie it and send it to extras, but a little tense there. Espinoza struggling to get that blunt down, and then Worth just looking slow as last is trying to score on this shallow back fly by Taylor. Oh, my gosh, so much in this game, so unearned. And tying the game right there, a stellar example of that. Uh, Worth should have been out by a mile, and quite frankly, I'm amazed that that play was as close as it was, that that ball was not at all deep enough to score on. Uh, it's not clear to me from, from the replays from many angles if, if Brzezinski ever really had control of that ball. It looked like it was rolling loose even before uh, Worth made contact there. So thank you, Braves, and your poor fielding for, for helping us out today. You really do want a division made a solid here with this game. <laughs> Dave, what do you think about Danny Espinosa? Was he trying to punt for a hit there? And what do you think about Jason Worth uh, low trotting at home and ended up scoring the tying run there? Well, um, you know, that's a tough send there. I mean, I know you're trying to win the game, and, um, you know, look, Jason Worth is nowhere near the player he used to be. He's slow as dirt, um, and he was dead to rights there. I mean, the ball skipped twice on Przinsky. I uh, don't think he ever caught it, um, but had he been able to, Worth was just out by 15 feet. Um, worked out in the Nats' favor. Um, woohoo for today. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Uh, Espinosa, uh, Patrick, I think you're absolutely right. I think he was trying to bunt for a base hit there selfishly on the first two strikes. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm an anti-bunting guy, but really, if you've got first and second with no outs, 
uh, in that situation with your number eight hitter up. Bunting is the play, um, and he's got to be able to get it done. Really, you're almost better off with him making the sacrifice, having first base open, um, walking the pinch hitter and getting back up to the top of your order where your better hitters are. Um, but as the, the way that it worked out, it worked out for the Nats again. Better to be lucky than good because that was not by design today. No. Trading uh, home runs early. They trade leads late. Go into the 10th inning, tied at three. One out, doghouse. Ryan Zimmerman grounds into the shift. Gordon Beckham, right where he's supposed to be, uh, throws it really just amazingly wide of first base. I was kind of shocked at how far off he was on that throw. Must have squeezed, squeezed it a little bit there. Uh, brings up Daniel Murphy in a lefty-on-lefty matchup with Eric O'Flaherty. Really nice at-bat by Daniel Murphy there, and a nice debut for him as well. He gets an opposite field double to bring Ryan Zimmerman home. Switch over to the box score here just so I can get Murphy's line right, but Hit a home run early in the game, ends up two for three, two walks, two RBIs, uh, 1K on the day, but a nice debut for Murphy and a nice piece of hitting there to get the eventual winning run in. And and I'd just like to go on the record here and remind everyone that I was against the Murphy signing, and I'm (laughs) going to continue to say that every time he has a game like tonight. Uh, I'd also like to mention here that this is yet more evidence that Ryan Zimmerman owns Eric O'Flaherty so thoroughly that it extends to people fielding behind him and people batting after him. So that's, that is some ownage here, my friends. He, he somehow tricked Beckham into trying to throw the ball to Davey Lopes, or maybe that's part of his superior powers as a first base coach. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, certainly that shouldn't take away. Mur- Murphy had a good game tonight, uh, showed some excellent patience, I love a guy who can draw two walks in a game, uh, even if one of them was nearly hit by pitch. Um, uh, some some nice pop, some good clutch, if clutch existed, which it doesn't. But if it did, uh, we, we might see an example of that here tonight. Not not a bad debut for his first time in, uh, on the field in an Nats uniform there. So I will uh, I will reserve judgment for now. <laughs> a nice piece of hitting there by Murphy Dave uh, also got hold of a 2-0 fastball from Julio Tehran in the fourth solo home run to center field it kept talking after his uh, run in the postseason about how he's not necessarily a home run hitter that we kind of discovered his power there late in the year and really took off in the postseason but that was a, quite a blast by Murphy there and just a really nice game from him at the plate overall on the day yeah absolutely you know this is a guy that makes an awful lot of contact he's always been a very solid hitter um, doesn't really walk a lot, which uh, kind of surprised me with his patience today that he was able to, to reach that way. But, uh, um, look, Murphy's a hit-first guy. Uh, he leaves a lot to be desired in the field. But uh, but after game one, I mean, he looks like he's going to be a runaway MVP for the National League this year. <laughs> On pace for 152 home runs. <laughs> uh, the other home run early in the game, Bryce Harper last year, 330, 460, 649, 38 double, 42 home run, 9.5 F4 season. Steps to the plate for the first time. Julio Teran hangs a 2-2 slider up in the zone for him. Gone. Goodbye. one nothing early. Bryce Harper home run to right. First that bat of the year. First home run of the year. Doug has it. If they, we were watching a movie where this stuff takes place. We'd probably throw tomatoes at the screen and not believe it, but Bryce Harper just continues to amaze there. He he is a baseball cliche in the best possible way. Uh, That way being that he is on our team and not somebody else's. Uh, (laughs) That's that's great. This is what his his fourth, fifth opening day home run. I can't even keep track of them all now. 
Um, Fourth. He, 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 is, he is exactly what the fans want to see, and as a fan, I want to see more of him. Uh, a, a, a great game. Not as good as Daniel Murphy, you know, but decent for a young MVP. kid like Harper. He'll, he'll, he'll grow into it, I'm sure. Uh, maybe with some veterans around to tutor him, he can finally reach his potential this season. <laughs> Dave, what do you think from Harper stepping up, home run in his first at bat? Yeah. Where's his line? Ends up going one for three, two walks. Didn't get a whole lot to see after that, but really a nice debut by Harper and just a blast to start the season off for him, his first home run of the year. Yeah, just another one-for-two day with a home run and two walks for the reigning National League MVP. Um, oh, you know, um, nothing to see here. Um, yeah, exactly. And the way the game ended, I'm surprised we're even talking about him today. Um, and that's probably just exactly what he wants, right? He's a he's a no-frills kind of keep-your-nose-to-the-grindstone, stay-out-of-the-limelight-and-just-get-your-job-done job type of guy, right? <laughs> not not quotable at all. No, but uh, it's a joy to watch Bryce Harper play every day, and I really hope that Nats fans uh, take every advantage to just appreciate how good this guy is for the next for the next three seasons, and not you know not worry about what might happen after that. I mean, let's 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 worry about what's happening now before we worry about what's happening then. On the mound at the start, doghouse Max Scherzer first start of the year. He doesn't get the back-to-back no hitters after ending the season with one. 14 and 12, 279 ERA, 277 FIP, 1.34 walks per nine, 10.86 K per nine last year, a 205, 242, 358 line against in 2015. Uh, seven inning start today, gives up two solo home runs. Freddie Freeman hits one, Adonis Garcia hits the other. Freeman on a 96 mile an hour 2 fastball, Garcia on an 0-2 slider that I'm sure Max Scherzer is going to want back when he makes his post game comments, but. Seven innings pitched, three hits, the two home runs, two runs total, two walks, seven Ks, 104 pitches. Not a bad debut for Max Scherzer for a 2016 season. No, not too bad. Uh, although, and again, this is the reason I'm not the manager. Uh, I think Dusty almost ruined it for him here by by letting him letting him bat in the seventh and then bringing him out and letting him finish the seventh. Okay, it worked. So I'll give him result on that, and uh, and Scherzer achieved. But honestly, I, I think I would have rather seen a pinch hitter for him in the seventh and let him just sit on, he was at what, low 80s in the pitch count. All right, it's a little low. But, again, we're early in the season. He'd gotten through six. Let him, let him end on a high note there instead of getting that sort of that inning of high pressure. Uh, but, you know, it, it worked. So I, this is why I'm not the manager. Good stuff for Scherzer. Good things to look forward to going forward. Uh, get your stuff together, bullpen. Dave, I was just thinking same as Doghouse when uh, they brought Scherzer out, especially after he walked Nick Markakis in the first at bat of the seventh inning. I believe it was the first at bat. Yes, it was. Uh, second free pass of the day there, but he gets a grounder to third in the next at bat. Anthony Rendon throws to Daniel Murphy. Nick Markakis goes in hard and a little bit wide at second, takes Murphy out. Didn't look like it was going to be a DP either way to me, but – uh, they have their new slide rule at second base where you have to go into the bag, not wide of the bag, and at least have the appearance that you could have held onto the bag and are going in straight there. Ruled a 5-4-3 double play on Marquecas on that new rule. Uh, is this going to be like that pop-up rule, what was that, last year or the year before, uh, that they got away, got rid of early in the season? What do you think of that play, and how long do you think this rule is going to last if they make calls like that with it? Well, two things. Number one, 
um, there was no way that was going to be a completed double play. I mean, you watch from the replay, the ball was halfway to first base when the runner was, was crossing. So it was just it was a slowly hit ball to third. Um, that's what happens on slowly hit balls to third, that your second baseman gets wiped out. Um, number two, um, and, and quite honestly, this might label me as a baseball heretic, but um, <laughs> I, I'm all for it. Um, I think anything that can eliminate needless injury from the game is a good thing. I like the rule at catcher. Uh, it might be confusing sometimes, but, um, but but having those guys as targets there is a bad idea. At second base, it's even worse because the guy, the second baseman can't see him coming. A ball to the left side of the infield, he's looking at the ball, not at the runner bearing down on him. And Mark Akis, it was a typical slide. I'm not going to say it was dirty because that's what baseball players have been doing for 120 years is sliding to the inside of the bag and trying to take the fielder out. But it's not necessary. To, if you can avoid – um, if you can avoid injury on unnecessary plays, I think Major League Baseball should do everything they can to do that, and I like the rule. So uh, and Mark has overslid the – yeah, I, I agree with Dave on this. Uh, it, they're basically saying make a pretense of trying to play for the bag instead of the player. And, all right, if you go, go inside like that, that's one thing, if you can stop on the bag. He slid so late that, you know, you, you watch on the replay, he overslides the bag by six feet, even reaching backwards at full extension. So right. you've got to make more of an effort of trying to make it look good here, which is what the rule is really all about. We are still going to see plenty of plays where there's contact with the middle, middle infielder, and it's going to be legitimate because now you're going to have to make more of an effort to hang on to the bag or slide a little bit sooner so you can stop on the bag. And, Quite frankly, I think that's okay because you're not going to be hitting the midfield, middle infielder as hard and say what you want about you know baseball back in the day and playing the game right and hard and scrapping grit and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I don't think that's something the modern game needs. Right. And the, the whole point is if you're going to enforce, you know, eliminate the neighborhood play and make the fielder stay on the bag until he catches it, then you've got to be able to protect him the same way. Exactly. Dave, we got through some of the fun stuff. We got through three innings of healthy baseball for the Nationals, but all of a sudden Michael A. Taylor is out there in center. <laughs> ben Revere was out of the game. Uh, they apparently reports afterwards from Dusty Baker says it's a rib issue. They don't seem to think it's too serious day-to-day at this point, but those three innings of a healthy team were just all too much fun. I think we got spoiled a little bit, and this is what we get for Ben Revere out, out with a rib issue early. Hopefully it's not serious to it's hard to make fun of this because it's so pervasive <laughs> around these parts. But, man, every time they say we don't think there's anything wrong with this or this is a day-to-day thing, especially when you're talking about a rib cage or oblique injury type of thing, it could be two days, it could be two weeks, it could be six months. Nobody knows. And it's just it, – it sucks that on opening day somebody gets hurt like this and has to leave the game early. I mean, the Nats had two games last year – they could put their projective line, projected lineup on the field. And now we're losing – the Nats lose their center fielder and leadoff guy after three innings. It's just it's, – it's not fair. But at least we had him for those three innings. Yeah, I hope it's not a long-term uh, positive is that if there is a problem, he misses any time. You have Michael A. Taylor there. He was adept beforehand. He can fill in nicely if they need him to like he did last season. But – of course, we all want Ben Revere out there and healthy and doing what he's doing at the top of the lineup because that's necessary for the Nationals going forward this year, though I think Michael Taylor could do a great job as he proved this spring when they're throwing him a lot of fastballs. We'll see how he reacts to the breaking stuff and off-speed stuff going forward, but they need to have him in there. At least they have him. 
Doug has any thoughts on uh, Dusty Baker's uh, debut as a Nationals manager? Not a whole lot of decisions out there, but got him through the game, put the strike call on maybe with Danny Espinosa with two strikes, a uh, bunt call on with two strikes there. It's probably the only interesting thing that he really had to do tonight. Well, at, at that point, I was thinking he was doing it to punish him because it seemed like Espinosa was just <laughs> purposely fouling off pitches so he'd get a chance to hit with two strikes. Um, again, I, I quibbled with with Scherzer going back out for the seventh and, and batting in the seventh. Uh, but other than not enough Chris Heisey, uh, I, I think I really have no flaws in uh, in, in the way he managed today. Uh, I think the, the moves he made in the bullpen were the right ones once he got to the bullpen. Uh regardless of how they worked out, you know, some of it you have to put on the players. But uh, I, I haven't seen anything to wail and gnash my teeth about yet. Give me another game. <laughs> they, before we wrap up for the night in our first show of the regular season, uh, they announced before today's game, Tanner Roark is going to go in the opener on Thursday, followed by Joe Ross, Max Scherzer, then Gio gets a start after what's going to be a really long layoff for him. Strass number two, make his second start after he goes tomorrow. But you surprised at all they're going with Tanner Roark in the opener? A nice reward for him after kind of a lost season in the bullpen last year. I'm really surprised. You know, the, you know, what's the – What's the deal with Geo? I mean, if, if he's not if he's not hiding something, uh, some physical thing, it really surprises me that that a he was pushed back and now he's just pushed out. You know, for the for the first week of the season, it just he was supposed to start tomorrow or uh, Wednesday's game. Now he's not starting the first week of the season at all. Um, something smells fishy to me about this. Not just um, not just wanting to line up Tanner Roark to start at home. Oh, now look forward to emails from people <laughs> on your baseless injury speculation angers them. <laughs> Definitely Although if, a if, I can cut in, if I can cut in here for a minute on Tanner Roark, I, I will say I caught, a, caught an article on Fangraphs the other day about uh, the authority with which pitches, pitchers give up batted balls. And last, last year in the NL East, who was the best at inducing weak ground ball contact? Tanner Roark in spite of being whipsawed back and forth between the bullpen and, uh, and, and the rotation. So there's something there. Not that I'm expecting that Dusty is making this decision based on obscure advanced stats and FX data, but you never know. <laughs> Maybe we'll Dusty see what he can do. Article. <laughs> we'll see what Tanner Roar can do in the opener before that. Uh, we got to wait until Wednesday, unfortunately. I was about to say tomorrow, but we'll have to be without baseball tomorrow, which is going to be cruel after today, but Steven Strasburg going game two in Atlanta, and then they go home for the season opening series. Uh, we'll be in D.C. enjoying that game live from the park. So we're looking forward to it. But we get a 4-3 win today for the Nationals, 1-0 on the year after they beat the Braves in the season opener. Matt Knightley, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Dave Doghouse, fun to be back at this. And a good game today to start it off. Talk to you guys on Wednesday night. Go Nats.